Well, hey, Jason, welcome to Leading and Serving Podcast. Hey, Chris, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm <laughs> doing good, man. That's good. I always enjoy chuckling with you in the morning. I know. We had well, a few false starts before we got to this point, but, right. you know, we're here. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Oh. Go to leadingandserving.com. There you go. <laughs> Give us a rating. Give a review. You know, you know the routine. Right. Share this with people. We'd love to uh, just create more uh, opportunities. Oh. You were talking what? about this the other day about sharing the podcast, sharing it? the podcast with people. Oh yeah! And so I sent a podcast to a buddy of mine just the other day, and I was like, "Ah, I need to do this more." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know. I got that text. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I need to listen to it still." <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a great idea. I didn't think about sharing the podcast. That, no, seriously though, y'all, we are looking for leaders to interview, and we yeah. are looking for. Um, people who want to be connected in peer-to-peer mentoring groups uh, yes. through the Uncommons. And so we are holler at us. Let us know if you're interested. Diligently on that. Yeah. Love love for you to be a part. Getting so, excited about that. Yeah. What are we talking about today? I'm ready to jump into it. You ready to just jump in? Yeah. So today, though, so we'll jump in. Okay. okay. So today, we are wanting to talk about what what makes teams resilient. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we've been through so much disruption over the last few years. and. Yep. The new normal is disruption, I think. I completely agree. Right? I mean, yep. every... Um, <laughs> we were talking about uh, uh, just a few minutes ago about, you know, right. somebody was saying business is kind of like a shell game. You got to, <laughs> you know, what you really need to do for the day gets under one shell and you're not sure which one anymore. And right. fires pop up and it's just disruption. Right. That's just kind of where we're at. So when you work with your team, when you work with, um, you know, the people that are that are locked into the vision, right? Mm-hmm. How does that team stay resilient? What are the right. ingredients that make a team resilient? Right. And really perform at the top of their game. Okay. I mean, wouldn't it be great to be able to say, hey, man, my, my Stillwater team is 100% all running on all cylinders. We, we are the best we could ever be. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be that, amazing? That would be amazing. I mean, and we're probably not going to get there. But <laughs> Well, yeah. Right. But I mean, even like, just to say, hey, <clears throat> we're 85, 90%. I mean, we're... We're cooking. Right. You know, that that would be amazing. Right. Um, and one of the things that we found through uh, through my work with Giant, through the leadership coaching and stuff like that, is yeah. that most teams um, average at 58% really? effectiveness. Yeah. 58%. Huh. I would have low. hoped for 70s or 80s. I mean. Yeah. And so it's it does seem low. And it it's hard to build a team. It is. And so when disruption comes, how does that team stay resilient? How does it stay, um, you know, living into the capacity that the team has? Right. 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 So there's there's five ingredients. Okay. Um, for a resilient team. The number one is communication. Okay. I mean, if that makes sense, if you don't have a basis of good communication on your team. Mm hmm. What? Where does it go? Right. Right. <laughs> right. If you have miscommunication, you have misunderstood Feelings and emotions, I mean, all of that just kind of starts boiling and stacking on top of each other. And communication leads to great relationships. Mm. Okay? Okay. Um, so you have to have that basis of communication. That makes sense. Okay? And that's why we talk about five voices so much. Right. Is understanding that, hey, you're a connector, I'm a creative, so-and-so's a guardian, so-and-so's a pioneer, or, right. a, or a nurturer, right? Right. <clears throat> How do we communicate? What's our tendencies in that? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Because a connector... Um, has some tendencies of communication. Um, I was actually just doing a, a deep dive with some some guardians the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, this this will help you, right? Okay. Um, that one of their uh, one of the things that kind of makes guardians bristle mm-hmm. is the way connectors communicate sometimes. 
just those inborn tendencies yeah. cause guardians to bristle. Really? Yeah. And connectors don't even realize they're doing it sometimes. Huh. Yeah. Like bristle was, is like, this is not a good term, right? Right. Right. Okay. Like, like makes the hair stand, you know, red flags pop oh, up. Oh, red flags. Okay. Like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa what's I'm going on here? Right. Okay. So what, what is it that the connectors do? <laughs> now you're curious, aren't you? I am. <laughs> well, and I'm just like, well, I'm trying to figure out if I do it, I guess. Well, I mean, I'm sure I do. We've talked about this many times before is that connectors are a future voice. Right. Okay. Thinking about ideas and possibilities and sometimes are very tempted by the next new shiny thing totally. out there. Right. Yep. Okay. So if a connector is like, oh, I had this great idea and talk about this possibility. Right. To a guardian, that sounds like a plan. Yep. And the guardians are like, but you mentioned three steps. There's 20 steps to make that possibility happen. Oh. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And so it, it feels very... Um, yeah, the idea is just, and from a connector point of view, they are just talking about the possibility. Right. And yeah, I know there's th these three steps that we'd have to take, but yeah, well, whatever. Think about the possibility. Right. <laughs> and they get so excited about the end result. Right. That they're not, they're, they're like, we'll figure out the steps between. I don't, I'm not worried about those. Right. We just got to get to the end goal. <laughs> have you been listening to my conversations? <laughs> I live these conversations. What do you mean? <laughs> right. And so then the, you know, the guardian's like, this is unrealistic. What you're talking about will never happen. Right. Because there's 20 steps, not three steps. Yeah. And so they begin, you begin to lose credibility because the way you communicate and the way they communicate are kind of opposites. Yeah. And as you learn to communicate with your team, you learn that guardians need to hear those steps that you begin to communicate to the guardians of going, Hey, think about this possibility. Yes, I know. We, we can figure out these steps and you talk a little bit about steps, but right. how do we get to this end goal? Mm -hmm. And you bring the guardian into the process Cre of you creating that process. dream, right? Yes. Um, or guardians letting their <clears throat> connectors or creatives run with ideas right? going, you know, we'll, we'll come around to implementation. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. And so, you know, the guardians that I was talking with were like, you know, Hey, it's not um, used to this. This would drive me crazy. Right. And I would begin to, cross out connectors in my life. Hmm. Like they have lost credibility. They've lost influence. I don't want to deal with them. Right. It hurts the relationship. Oh, wow. But now with the maturity of the voices doesn't mean that you learn to speak guardian or guardians learn to speak connector, right? right? The maturity is that we, we learn the voices of each other and we respect those. Right. And we honor those are. and we give them a seat at the table. Right. Mm, good. And so that builds relationship that builds communication, trust, right? Respect, right? Builds credibility, influence. That makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So communication is the basis okay. that leads to the relationship. That's the second thing. Okay. Okay. Those relationships need to be based on on trust, integrity, you know, all the things that we value on our team of, I know that you are fighting for my highest good. Right. That connector, when you come to the table with all these brilliant ideas, right? I know you're working toward the good of everything. Right. For me, even, even though I'm not hearing at the moment. And so, you know, this guardian was saying, the red flags still pop up when mm -hmm. I hear these things. Right. But now I have the maturity to realize, okay, they are in full-blown connector mode at the moment. Mm -hmm. we'll, let, we'll let that run its course, and then we can bring it down into <laughs> the guardian level. Right. right? right and right. so they've, they've learned to respect that in the connectors and, you know, and other voices that are like that. Mm -hmm. And so you got to build the relationships. Okay. And this is such a challenge for remote teams. 
because mm. relationships happen better in face to face, right? Right, totally. Easier, faster to build trust. Right. You know, and so remote teams have to be um, exceedingly um, diligent at this to stay on top of it. Right. To build communication, that you can't you can't build remote teams communicating once a week. Yep. You know, and so how do you build communication each and every day to create those relationships that people trust? Mm, that's good. Right? Okay. Um, so communication leads to relationships. When relationships are tight, that leads to alignment. Right. And that's our third thing is alignment. That when people know that the top leader or the person at the bottom of the rungs, right? right. Everybody is in relationship of trust and knowing that, hey, we're in this for the highest good of each other. Right. And this company that we work for is in it for the highest good of our community. Mm -hmm. Then alignment begins to take place where people lock in in step with that vision, the mission, yeah. the values. They start living it because, man, I've got 10 other people on the team or two other people, you know, whatever number right, right, right. of going, I see how this works. Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of this. Right. And that alignment is what creates the moment or the not momentum. The moment, momentum thank you. Mm -hmm. um, into that next step of executing. Yes, I see it. Right? Yeah. And, you know, if somebody is, I don't know, 50% sold in on the vision yeah. of how we're going to get from A to B, and they're like, you know, I just, I'm just not confident about step number three, mm -hmm. how are they going to execute on that? They're not. About 50 50. Yeah. Right? And so to get our teams truly executing, we've got to learn to communicate, build trusting relationships, align behind the vision and mission of the company, or, you know, maybe that's a per project basis or whatever you're working on at that time. Right. What is our end goal at the moment? Right. And are you on board? Right. And when somebody is on board and wants to see it happen as bad as you do, right. they begin to execute like you would. Mm, that's good. Right? Yep. I mean, a lot of times I have a hard time delegating mm -hmm. because um, I'm not sure it's going to get done the way I want it to get done. Right. Right? I mean, how many, how many people do you know that, I mean, business leaders that have struggled with that? Yeah. I think it's a yeah. real thing. Right. It's definitely a real thing. And so I've come to a point where I'm like, it can be done in their manner. Mm -hmm. They can do it them right. their way. That's right. fine. But then the next fear creeps in of, will they get it done with the timeline, the urgency, and the excellence yeah. that I would do it as? Right. They might do it a different way, and that's okay. Yeah. But I need it done at a 98% grade mm -hmm. by Friday. Right. <laughs> and if we don't have that alignment, those expectations and that drive is going to be off. Right. And so your execution is lower. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, and then that leads to the fifth thing, which is capacity. That yeah. when each of the individual ingredients of the team are executing to the strongest that they can, mm -hmm. then the capacity of the team grows. Right. Right. And so you begin, uh, you know, as, as that execution grows, the capacity of the team grows. Mm -hmm. And then you find that it's easier to hire that person yeah. that you've been going, I need to hire that for two years now. Right. I need that, that support person, or I need that field person, or I need that, you know, whoever it might be. Now your team is clicking mm -hmm. and you're like, man, if we don't bring them in, it's going to slow us down. Yeah. I, it's time. And so you bring them back into this, this circle of, of movement mm -hmm. that here's a team member coming in to a team that has learned to communicate, has great relationships, is aligned, mm -hmm. and that person begins to learn quicker and easier the culture of your team. Right. They learn the communication, especially if you have a shared language, right. like five voices, right? Right. Um, they, it's, it's a quicker on-road mm. yep. into the team, and they learn how to execute and grow the capacity of the team 
quicker because communication relationships and alignment are, are all there leading into those to, other things. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And when disruption comes across, whether that's, you know, like global pandemic or or a new war in the software world. Software issues or <laughs> supply I mean, chain. It could be as or, simple or as big as, as, as many things. Right, right. <clears throat> when those disruption comes, when the disruption comes, what what is essential in that moment of crisis? Communication. Yep. Going back to the if, basics. Right. If you don't know how to truly communicate efficiently and effectively with your team, how do you, I mean, if the goal line changes because of a disruption, how yep. do you communicate that? How do you keep people aligned? Mm. Um, it's, yeah, this just creates a, a it, almost like a flywheel of mm -hmm. momentum. You know, like when in your car, you got a flywheel that just, once it gets going, it it's, keeps everything going. Right. And this is, this is that resilience for teams. That's good. That based on communication, relationships, alignment, execution, capacity, that team will just keep churning and churning mm. and get higher than that 58%. Right. I was, you know? Now I'm curious to know where, where things are landing for me. Like, I'm really going to. Assess it now. Like, I know. Oh, I'm wondering where we're at. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you are wondering <clears throat> out there, um, we've got some tools through our coaching um, with Giant Worldwide that has a team uh, performance assessment mm. with it. And uh, you send that to your team members. Um, you go through, I think it's 80, I think it's 80 questions. Okay. Or, no, that's the five voices. Anyway, there's, there's a handful of questions. It takes about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to go through. Okay. When I did it with my team, it wasn't. It wasn't hard. Um, okay. And you basically get a percentage grade in each of those five areas. Right. You know, that communication might be, you know, 70%. Right. But execution might be 50%. Yep. You know, what What does each of those areas look like? And then it kind of puts you together in a, in a cumulative store, score mm. and helps you know where your team is at. That's good. And so I was I was very pleased that, you know, we hit in the mid-70s as, nice. a, as a cumulative score. And I was... Thankfully, I was surprised. I was like, ooh, hey, yeah. <laughs> we're better than 58%. Yay. Right. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I mean, we can take a look at these things. These are not yeah. ambiguous. I mean, there are assessments. There are ways to know if how your team is, is performing. Working. Yeah. Right, right. That's good. And is it working consistently across the entire team? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That if there's one person on your team that's really struggling with alignment, uh, that will actually show up in the assessment. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, well, that's, I right. need to work with Chris on that, oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, and stuff. So <clears throat> that's good. Yeah. That's a great way to assess the situation, especially yeah. from a, um, like, I don't know how, if you've bumped into this or not, but uh, there's been a, many a time where it's like, you know, I know there's something that's just not right, but I can't quite figure out what it is mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. And sometimes I just have to wait it out to try to figure it out, if that makes sense. Right. But maybe this can bring it to light a little faster. Right. I mean, Probably what we see the most is the the fourth and fifth of those steps. Mm -hmm. That it's easy to see like, hey, I just don't feel like the team is working at capacity. Right. We should be getting more done. Right. Right. Um, or we see individuals and in their execution of their role. Right. That's easy to see. That's a little more tangible than alignment, relationship, and communication. Yep. But if we trace it back... We can probably trace those capacity and um, execution steps mm -hmm. where that we see the tangible things that we see. We can trace those back into those intangibles right. of going. You know what? That person doesn't feel like they are truly a part of the team. Mm -hmm. Relationship is broken there. Why? Right. How can we get? Into, you know, what are we missing in the communication stage yep. of understanding each other and knowing that we are 
um, on board together. Mm-hmm. So um, that's good. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's been super valuable for me and the teams that I work with. Yeah, um, of thinking through these and you know creating that shared language around communication has been amazing. I love it. And so I love it. So prep your team for disruption because right. there's probably more down the road. This is. It's not if, it's probably more when. When, right. That's exactly right. I mean, it may be global or it may be industry specific or it may may just be something for you. Right. Something in your business that, that uh, disruption comes. Yeah. But uh, begin to prep your team. Uh, work on communication. Build it. those relationships. Um, you know, to find that alignment so that when those things come, your execution capacity is not hurt. That's good. And if you need help, holler at us. For sure. We, we can hook you up with assessments. We can hook you up with team coaching. Um Man, we'll sit and have coffee with you. Let's do right. it. Let's do it. So, anything else? No, that was really good. Solid. Yeah, that's good? solid. Yeah, that was good. All right, we're gonna go out and communicate more. Yeah, that's all <laughs> I'm thinking. Maybe not more, but better. Let's yeah, better. Better yeah, communication maybe. doesn't mean more communication. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just assessing where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> I can see the wheels working. So right. we'll we'll close it down. And uh, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. I mean, hop over to leadingisserving.com. Give us a review, rate us, share the podcast. If if you're hearing this, and maybe you're on a team, and you want to send this to your team leader, yeah, let them know. I mean, share this episode around. Yeah. Um, we'd love to help you guys. Um, you know, our our community doesn't necessarily need more leaders. We need better leaders. Yep. And we need better teams. Right. And so what we can do to help fight for your highest good, we'd love to be a part of that. For sure. Reach out. Yep. You guys have a great day. Yep. And we will talk with you soon. Sounds good. Thanks. <laughs>